But uh, Proverbs chapter 6, I'm just going to start reading in verse 16. Look what it says. It says, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto Him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. So right there we've got a list of some pretty horrible things that God hates. And he says the seventh is an abomination to him. But one of the, uh, one of the things we see in there is hands that shed innocent blood. This is something that God hates. And one thing that is just a regular part of our society today, it's just a regular part, it seems like, of the American culture. It's something that we hear about constantly, are mass shootings. I mean, we heard about another mass shooting that took place this week. Just people, just more and more, they're just going in and shooting up places. And, you know, we can't even imagine what kind of person would do that. You know, why somebody would think to do that. We, you know, we think about some of these school shootings that go on, just people that have gone and just shot little kids. And, you know, you, you, know, you and I, we see that we just can't even comprehend how something like that could happen, why someone would do that. But it is, it's, it's something we're hearing about it so much. It almost doesn't even register anymore. I mean, it's not even, it's almost not even news anymore to hear about somebody going and just shooting a place up. But, you know, that whenever it happens, you know, whenever we do pay attention to it, the question everybody always asks is, you know, why? Why would somebody just go and shoot up a place and then blow their own brains out? Because that's usually how it ends. It usually ends with them committing suicide. And he's just like, why didn't they just commit suicide in the first place? Why did they have to do such a horrible thing first? And you know, the, the answer on why they do these things is actually very simple. And I'm going to show you in this message why this happens. But I'm going to show you how these people's thinking is dead wrong. And they are actually, the, the desire that they have is, could be found somewhere so much better, so much easier and so first off, uh, you know, and I thought about naming some of these people and some of their uh, things that they've done. But you know what? I almost, I think part of our, a big part of our problem is the fact that we mention these people's names. And you know, I, I'm not going to do that this morning. I don't want to name any of these people. I don't want to talk about the numbers, even though some of them are pretty scary. I mean, it's just, it's incredible um, just how many people that, you know, one person has been able to go kill and injure in certain cases. And I, I'm not going to read any numbers on this. I, I personally, and you'll see why later, I think it it actually hurts the cause when we mention these people's names. And I, I don't think we ought to be doing that. But I'll say more about that later. But why do they do these things? Now turn over to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I want to show you something in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Because the thinking that's going on in these people's minds is actually pretty foreign to us as Christians. If you're If you're a believer in here today... You understand, we do, we think a lot different than these, than these mass shooters do. And, but at the same time, I think we see something that Solomon's saying here. Solomon, here's a guy, he was the wisest man that ever lived. God just, God gave him everything. He's rich, he's powerful, he has a kingdom. I mean, this guy has everything. But in the book of Ecclesiastes, the man's miserable. He just keeps saying, all is vanity. But I want you to notice kind of a mindset that he has here. That is very common mindset for man. And I believe it's the mindset that the, many of these shooters have. Look what it says in verse 12 of Ecclesiastes 2. It says, And I turn myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do that cometh after the king? 
even that which hath been already done. He's like, you know, what, what can the next person do? He can only do something that's already been done. So then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly as far as light excelleth darkness. The wise man's eyes are in the head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one, uh, one event happeneth to them all. Then said I in my heart, as it happeneth to the fool, so it happeneth even to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart that this also is vanity, for there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool for, forever. Seeing that which now is in the days to come and all be for, shall all be forgotten, and how dieth the wise man as the fool? Therefore I hated life because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me and who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool. Yet shall he have rule over all my labor when I have labored and when I have showed myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore I went out to cause my heart to despair of all the labor which I took under the sun. You know what's going on in Solomon's mind right here? When he's talking about the same thing happening to the fool as a wise man, he's saying, you know what? We all end the same way. The fool, he dies, he gets buried, he gets forgotten. The wise man, he dies, he gets buried, he gets forgotten. And you know what? It's sometimes a hard thing for us to grasp and it's a tough pill to swallow to know that if we were to drop dead today, that the rest of the world is just going to go on like nothing happened. You all realize that's. Can you realize that if I dropped dead tomorrow, that that school right across from here wouldn't even put its flag at half staff for me? They wouldn't. But you know what? They'll do it for some politician. You know, they'll. But they're not going to do it for me. Somebody who's actually trying to make a difference in this community. Somebody who's trying to be a wise person. Somebody that's trying to make a difference. Trying to be godly. Trying to raise a good family. I'm trying to follow the rules. I pay my stinking taxes. You know, I obey the speed limit most of the time. You know, I mean, I'm doing all these things that you're supposed to do. Yet the truth is, if I drop dead today, most of this town is just going to forget about me. And they're going to move on like nothing happened. And you know what? A lot of you would too. Some of you'd be sad for a while, but you know what? You're all going to get over it. You know, you'll remember me as a, as a member. Oh, I remember Pastor Tommy. You know, I, I really liked when he preached and you know, all that. It's too bad he died as young as he did. And then you're going to go and just drink a cup of coffee and, you know, go eat breakfast and everything's going to be fine. Hey, that's a tough to swallow pill. But you know what? It's a pill that, you know, we should probably swallow. The world is going to go on. I'm going, to, I'm going to go get buried. I remember one day I was riding my bike through town. And I'm riding through these nice neighborhoods and I'm seeing all the fancy houses, you know. And I drove in a junky area and I'm seeing the junky houses. And then I drove through the cemetery. And I remember driving through the cemetery and I just kind of had this thought that came over me. It's like, you know what? At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we all end up with just this. A tombstone. That's what we all end up with. You know, and when you... If you have a mentality that this world is all that there is and that there is no afterlife, then I mean, what is the point? You're going to die and you are going to be forgotten. No one is going to, no one's going to remember you. 
And you know what? People fear being forgotten. You see, we all instinctively have in us, because we are a living soul, this desire for eternal life. But you all understand that because our world is, and our schools are teaching people that they don't have a soul, that they basically are just like the animals, just a little more highly evolved, that that causes that they still have that desire to live eternally, but in their minds, they're thinking, I'm going to die and it's over. And they want to be immortalized somehow. They want to be remembered. They want to know that after they're you know, done from this earth, that they will at least be remembered. And what what better way to do that, what an easier way to do that than to just go kill a bunch of people? Because that will do it, my friends. You think about it. You think about all the nice things you've done. You know, you think about, you know, Hazel, she's making the hats for, you know, the people with cancer that don't have any hair. You think she's going to get on the news for that? That actually takes work and labor. She spends hours and hours doing that kind of thing just to try to help people, try to put a smile on people's face that are actually struggling, going through a hard time. She makes the mittens for kids. But you know what? She'll never get on the news. But you know what? If she was to go, it would be way easier for her to get it, jump into her car and she could do this and just go drive through a parade of people and she'll never be forgotten. Is that not true? She'll never be forgotten. And so people, they see that. Our world sees that. Our world sees the way these people are remembered and the way they're talked about and the way news stories are done about them. And they live in a world where they're just trying to do the right thing and get through life. And sometimes that's hard. You know, it's hard raising kids. It's hard, you know, raising a family. It's hard having a good marriage. It's hard living godly and righteously in this present world. And we think about all the good things we try to do. And at the end of the day, we're just going to be forgotten. A lot of people are saying, you know what? I don't want that. I want to be remembered. I want to live on. And so what do they do? Instead of doing a lifetime of good things like many people do, which to where they'll probably not be noticed, what do they do? In one day, they can just go do something really horrible and they'll at least be talked about forever. They will be remembered forever. And that is the mentality of these people. People don't want to leave this world without having made some kind of an impact. You know, whenever I, whenever I fly anywhere... I've been overwhelmed a few times just you know, last year, in the last year when I've flown places. Whenever you're like just kind of looking out all over this planet and you're just like, first off, this is a really big planet. Second of all, there are a lot of people. You drive, fly over some of these cities. You know, and even when you're miles up in the air, you can, you can see how almost everything on earth you can tell has been touched by man. You know, you can see all the squares and all the, you know, man-made markings and things. And you just look at how big it is and, and, and you think, what kind of a... I'm not even a blip on the radar. You know what I'm saying? You know, if I'm up in a plane, I can't see anything I've done. You know, at least if you're a farmer, maybe you can see the field you plowed or something like that. But it's just like, you, it, you, you feel really insignificant. You know, you just, just go to a city. Go to Chicago, go to the top of the Willis Tower... And just look over all the people and you see all those thousands and thousands of people and you realize just how insignificant you are. And people see that and they, do, they want to make some kind of mark. They want to leave some kind of impression. And if people have accomplished something that's legitimate, you know, they've worked their whole life for, it's 
often very difficult for them to think what's going to happen to it afterwards. I've given my life to building this company, to accumulating this wealth or whatever, and I'm just going to leave it to somebody else. And what are they going to do with it? Isn't that what Solomon was saying here in Ecclesiastes? He's thinking, I've done all this labor and you know what? One of these days I'm going to die and another king's going to take over. What is he going to do with what I built? And we see that Solomon built some great things. Solomon built some great structures. He was one that built the temple. And Solomon did during his time, silver, they didn't even pay attention to silver. It was like stones because the nation was so rich. Their, you know, their soldiers, they had shields of gold. But guess what happened? When Solomon's son Rehoboam came along, started flushing everything down the toilet, they ended up going to the shields of brass. And people see that, and man looks at that, and they think, you know, all that I've accomplished, it means nothing if I'm dead. It means nothing if the next generation is going to come along and they're going to squander it. And like Solomon, people despair of that. <clears throat> and that's what that was going on with him. He is despairing of that day, knowing that at the end of the day, all I'm going to have is a tombstone. And you know what? Maybe my tombstone will be a little bit bigger than the others in the cemetery, but who cares? I won't be there to enjoy it. You know, even if I have more visitors than other people, I won't be there to enjoy it. You know, so what does it matter? So these, this mass shooting thing, this is the way for people to be immortalized and to be remembered in the easiest way possible. Because people want that. And we do, we've got, we've got, uh, you know, wicked people who are giving these people what they want. And that's called the news media. Alright, look at, look at what it says in Proverbs 6.16. Alright, let's go back to Proverbs 6 because I use this first to talk about the mass shooters. But let's, let's look at a few more of these things that God hates. Alright? Verse 17. God hates this. A proud look. Has anybody ever seen an arrogant news media person? Alright? Yeah. That covers most of the news media. A lying tongue. Has anybody ever watched CNN? You know? MSNBC? Fox News? Hey, there's a lot of lying that goes on in the news media. God hates that. Alright? God hates a proud look and a lying tongue. Aren't we supposed to hate what God hates? You know, so I think we should probably hate the news media. Alright? And hands that shed innocent blood. Now, we don't see anybody in the news media going out, pulling the trigger, and killing people. Well, let me tell you something. They are the ones that are inspiring it. These are the ones that are giving these people what they want. You know, in heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, they do that. They do try to manipulate. They are wicked. They try to affect our thinking in ways that aren't right. Feet that be swift in running to mischief, they're the first ones there at these places, aren't they? I mean, that's what they do all the time. Well, so, well they got to get the news. You know, why? Why, you know, why are we so anxious after a shooting happens you know, to know within two minutes every little detail? Are not the, usually those first details do that? I didn't usually end up being wrong. And those are what often lead to a lot of conspiracy theories. Well, you know, the original news report said this and later they said something different. Well, that's just because their feet were swift and running to mischief and they just wanted to say something to be the first ones to break the story and they just got it wrong. They started running their mouths before they checked the facts on these things. You know, they just start repeating things. You know, why are, we, why are we so fascinated with the bloodshed? Why are we so fascinated with wicked things? The Bible says God hates that stuff. Why are we just glued to it? Why are we just obsessed with it and we just want to watch wall-to-wall coverage on that type of stuff? Why is that? You all understand, that's giving these people what they want. They've been living their entire lives. I will admit, uh, the, the one guy who did the Las Vegas shooting, the guy's 64 years old, 
No, I'm not going to say his name. Nobody knew that guy's name before that. But, you know, now people do know his name. You know, killed a lot of people. He's 64 years old. He doesn't have a ton of time left. And what does he do? He does the worst mass shooting in the United States history. And then he, what does he do? And then he kills himself. Why? Because he's knowing, I've been, you know, I've been living a normal life. I've never been on the news. Nobody's ever talked about me. If I go and I do this one horrible thing, everyone will be talking about me. They'll be doing news stories on me. And people are that sick and they're that twisted. They don't care if it's negative. They just want to be remembered. That's all there is to it. And so these news media, they're constantly giving these people what they want. They're doing the news stories about them. You know, they're, they're putting their picture out there. Everybody's talking about them. That's what they want. And our society who is obsessed with these things are part of the problem. Look what it says in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. I always use this verse as just an anti-news media verse. But it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, how are we supposed to think on these things if we're watching the news that only reports the opposite? When was the last time? You know, first off, they lie all the time. We're supposed to think about things that are true. But they go on there and they just lie over and over again. What's the things are honest. These are dishonest people. They have, been, they have proven to be dishonest over and over again. And we're supposed to think about honest things when we're watching dishonest people. Why would we do that? Whatsoever things are just. When was the last time they did a story just saying, you know, praising a police officer who executed justice? It's always injustice that everybody wants to talk about. You know, there can be a thousand guys doing the right thing one guy does the wrong, wrong thing and it's wall-to-wall coverage, isn't it? That's what people are obsessed with. We're supposed to think about things that are just. Say, well, if they had a news, you know, if a news channel only did those things, things that were honest and just and of good report, then it would get terrible ratings. I know it would. You know why? Because our country's wicked. And we just need to admit that our country's wicked. And we need to say, you know what? I don't need to go down with them. I don't need to fill my head full of this junk. You know, whatsoever things are uh, pure. You know, you don't see it on the news when somebody, you know, has their 60th and 70th anniversary. You always hear about the person that committed adultery. The person that did something immoral. That's what we hear about all the time. The Bible told us we're supposed to think on the things that are opposite of everything you're going to see on the news. Of everything. You know, you're watching a, a, a program where everything God told you not to think about is what they're going to be talking about. You're going to be watching a program where the people that are on there just spewing the news are people that God, the Bible says God hates. Everything they're doing is stuff that God hates. And it's these people that are inspiring the next shooter. That They're the ones doing it. And listen, when it comes to these people who do wicked things, and they're always going to be around, we should not respect them in their deaths. One thing I want, and I'm going to tell you what I think ought to be done whenever there is a mass shooting. First off, I don't think they ought, the news media ought to mention their name. I don't think they ought to show their picture. I think, you know, I understand, you know, letting people know what happened. But you know what? Why can't you, you know, why do we have to immortalize that person? Why is it that whenever there's a school shooting and some kid goes and he shoots 10 kids, 
they're going to ring a bell 11 times for the 10 victims and the shooter who killed himself. Why would we give them that respect? You know what ought to happen? Look, look at Ezra chapter 6, verse 1. I was, you know, I was wondering what should be done. Or verse 11. I was wondering what should be done. Well, the Bible tells us. I think it gives us a pretty good idea right here. It says, I have also, also I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let timber be pulled down from his house, and being set up, let him be hanged thereon, and let his house be made a dunghill for this. You all see that? You know what God said? Whoever's altering the word of God, I know this is a completely different crime here. He said, tear down their house, everything that belongs to them, destroy it, and make a dunghill out of it. And I kind of got inspired by that. I was like, you know, you know what they should do with these people? Instead of burying them in some nice place, they ought to cremate their carcasses and they ought to spread their ashes over a dump heap. That's what they ought to do. And their names should not be mentioned. People should not know who they are. They should be forgotten in the best way possible. They don't get a tombstone. Their names are not ever mentioned. They are forgotten. You know what they ought to do? And the government can do this if they want. They ought to just scrub these people from history. I mean, just make it like they never existed. Because that is the opposite of what these people want. If people knew, if I go shoot up a place, that not only am I going to end up dead, but I will be forgotten. Not only will people not remember my name, it will be like I never existed. I think that's what they ought to do with these people. I think that would then take away all their motivation. Any way they would be remembered it needs to be in a way nobody would want to be remembered. I mean, let, you know, spread their ashes. I would dump their ashes into the sewer that comes from the Capitol building. That's what I would do. Their names aren't remembered. Your remains goes into the sewage that comes from the Capitol building. The scum of our country, what comes from them, is your grave. I, I'm telling you, that would take what Who wants that? Who wants that? But I'm telling you, these people, they're giving them what they want. Because there's two ways you can be remembered. You can overcome great obstacles in your life. You can do great things. You can endure great hardships and overcome all these difficult things for a lifetime. And maybe you'll be remembered. Or you can do one really horrible thing and be remembered forever. And you know, you think about you think about guys like Abraham Lincoln. He's got his face on Mount Rushmore. They've got the Lincoln Memorial, and, and you know he's somebody that most you know pretty much everybody respects. Not everybody, uh, you know, but uh, but at the same time, whether you know it doesn't matter what side of the Civil War you're on, did that man not overcome some things? He went from living a poor life, you know, living in a cabin, taught himself how to read and everything. He ended up becoming the president of the United States. As President of the United States, you know, he was president during an extremely difficult time during the Civil War. And then, after that all gets finished, what ends up happening to him? He gets shot in the back of the head. And so, as a result of that, because of those things, I mean, he did, if you go to the Lincoln Museum, the guy actually had a pretty sad life. You see about his children that he lost. You know, it was, you know, his wife was pretty crazy. You know, the, the guy went through a lot. But you know what? He's remembered. But you know who else is remembered? John Wilkes Booth. We all know who John Wilkes Booth is. In fact, if you go to the Lincoln Museum 
uh, down there in Springfield. We've been to it a couple times. You'll see these wax figures of Abraham Lincoln and his whole family in front of the White House. And then kind of off in the distance, staring at Abraham Lincoln, is a statue of John Wilkes Booth. And I heard that they took that down. And you know what? I think they probably should have taken that down. But here's the thing. John Wilkes Booth is a well-known historical figure that is still remembered that has statues of him. And think about it. All he did is one night walked into a theater and shot a man in the back of the head. That's it. He did one bad thing in one day and his name is remembered right along with Abraham Lincoln. Now, is that right? Absolutely not. But do you all understand there are many people out there, they want to be remembered. They want to leave some kind of mark on this earth and they know they're never going to be president. Maybe they haven't got the charisma, they haven't got the looks, they haven't got the brains or whatever and they think, I could never be that great politician. But you know what I could do? I've got guns. I've got a car. And what do they do? They try to find just the most you know, horrible thing that could be done that would be remembered and, and it works. And they end up being immortalized that way. So you can. You can live a lifetime of overcoming hardships and doing hard things and maybe be remembered. Or in one day, you can go do something really horrible and you'll be remembered. And that's the mentality of these people. And there's many other examples we can give of different historical figures. And, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I said, I don't think we ought to immortalize Bad people. We all know Benedict Arnold, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay? When we went to Dallas, we went and, you know, they still have the building there. There, you can see the window. We're Lee Harvey Oswald. I doubt anybody knew who he was before he shot JFK. If he did. <laughs> but, here's the thing, he did get credit for it. And one act in one day, the man will always be remembered. People go today and they visit the place. They pay money so they can go see the spot where Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK. One act, one thing he did, and one day, and he's remembered forever, but it's a bad thing. And we wonder why people are going and shooting up places. We wonder why, we wonder why they're trying to do these things. Because we are. We're making heroes out of them. So we're not heroes, they're villains. Well, you know what? Villains are heroes too. It's like that. I mean, on Halloween... How many kids go out dressed up like villains in the superhero movies? You know, people like villains too. You got your superheroes and you got your villains. Some people know I'll never be the superhero, but I can, you know, I can be the villain. Either way, I'll be remembered. And that's what these people are thinking. And so it's clear what the motive is for mass shooters. And it's also clear that up till now, they've been given exactly what they want. But here's the thing. Are they really getting what they want? Okay. Are they really getting what they want? Because a good Christian person who is faithful, just, they're not going to be remembered in this life, but the mass murderer, all right, he will be remembered in this life. But, at the same time, what about that good Christian who is just and faithful? What, what about in the next life? See, that's where we're different. That's why we don't often understand these things. We have a different mindset. We believe in eternal life. We believe that there is a life after this one that is coming. And so we would, we're not going to do anything like that. But let's look at a few verses 
in the Bible. So the good, the good Christian person, that's what they're thinking of. Okay, look at Hebrews chapter 9 in verse 27. It says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Y'all see that? It is appointed unto men once to die. And most people think, and when you die, it's the end. But no, the Bible says, but after this, what? After you die, the judgment. We understand there's something that comes after our death. So you know what? We don't think, I need to be immortalized that way. We're not thinking about that. We understand that hey, we're going to stand before God one of these days. We understand that there is more than just this life. So you and I, we wouldn't even think about doing something like that. We don't need to be remembered in that way because we're going to stand before God one of these days. And so, But the people today, they don't realize that. They're not being taught that in schools. They're being taught that they evolved from an animal. And what happens when an animal dies? You know, we forget about it too. And they're thinking it's no different. Just like it is for the animals, that's how it is for me. And they want to be remembered somehow. Not realize that there is an after this. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.10. See, God-fearing people, we're, you know, we're content being a nobody on this earth and being faithful because we know there's an after this. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Right here we see that, you know, we know we're going to stand before God one of these days and that scares us. Just like your kids your kids will often have a desire to maybe do something to their brother or sister. Maybe hit their brother and sister. But you know why they often hold back? It's because they know there's an after this. Hey, if I go and I hit my brother after this, I'm going to get hit by my dad in the backside. And so they say, even though I want to do this, I'm not going to do this. But imagine if there was no after this for kids. You know, what if, you know even for us, there's times you want to punch people in the nose. And it would feel really good to punch them in the nose. But we understand there's an after this. You know what? He's going to call the cops. I'm going to go to jail. So you know what? I'm not going to do this. And those things help keep us in line. But the thing is, if people have a mentality that once you're dead, it's over, then what's to stop them from doing the desires of their heart? Because in their minds, there is no after this. But you and I know that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You and I know that there is an after this. And knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We, you know, we're able to tell people, hey, you don't want to do that. You're going to stand before God one of these days. You're going to be judged according to what you've done in your body. You're going to be rewarded according to your works. Thankfully, we're not going to get to you know, go to heaven or hell based on our works. But the rewards that we receive are going to be based on our works. So you know what? I'd like for that to turn out good. And it turns out in the Bible, God doesn't bless greatness in the sense of me being, you know, well known and famous and get my face on Mount Rushmore or something like that. You know, God's blessed, God's rewards faithfulness. God wants me to be obedient and to trust Him. In fact, we even see in the Bible where God greatly blesses humility. And God's going to greatly reward humility. So you know what? Actually, if I never get noticed on this earth, that's good because there's an after this where I will get noticed. I might live this in my entire life on this earth and nobody ever knows, nobody ever cares. 
Nobody sees the works that I do. They never do a news story on me. I might die. I might drop dead. And everybody else is just going to move on with their life. But you know what? The Lord saw everything that I did. And there's an after this. And I'm going to stand before Him. So you know what? That's okay. I want to leave this world having done right. I want to leave this world ending faithfully because there is an after this. But what if you don't think that? What if you don't have that mentality? Then why not do something horrible? It's the easiest way to be remembered. But these people are dead wrong in their thinking. Look what it says in Hebrews 11 and verse 32. I think this is a good verse that ought to inspire us as Christians. It says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the enemies or the armies of the aliens, women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Y'all see that right there? Some refused to be delivered from torture. They refused to be delivered from death. Why? Because they didn't want their life, they didn't want their legacy to be that, you know what, I denied Christ. I turned my back on God. They wanted their legacy to be that I died faithful. I died even as a criminal in the eyes of the world. Why? Because they wanted to obtain a better resurrection. You know what that meant? These people believed there was an after this. They did great things. They put themselves in dangerous situations. Why did they do this? Because they knew it was the will of God and they knew that even if they die, there's an after this. And they wanted to obtain a better resurrection. You see, the mentality that we have today, in many ways, is the same mentality as the mass murderer. We understand that, hey, we do. We do want to be remembered. We do understand that, you know, there is something beyond our life, except you and I understand that we're actually going to be there to enjoy it, to experience it, and that, you know, we're rewarded by the things we do for God. Their mentality and their thinking, their way of being remembered is just being talked about. You know, some, you know, making a statue of them or a news story or things like that. That's how it is in their mind. They just want to be remembered by anybody. We want to be remembered. We want to be remembered by God in a good way. Look what it says in Daniel chapter 12 in verse 1. See, we're thinking about after our life. And so are they. It's just they've got the wrong idea about how it's going to go down. They think it's just going to be over for them personally, but that at least other people will talk about them and they'll be immortalized that way. But in Daniel chapter 12, here's here's where they are dead wrong. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time... Thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth. This is talking about the resurrection. This is what those Old Testament saints were looking for, that resurrection that was coming. They wanted to have a better resurrection. You see, we're all going to rise one of these days. Alright? Even the lost people are going to rise after the millennial reign of Christ. 
But listen, everyone's resurrection is not going to be the same. It says, many shall sleep in the dust of the earth. Some to ever, or, or many that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life. And look at this. And some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, where do you think the mass shooters are going to fall in that category? Okay. Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to awake one of these days. They're going to rise one of these days only to be cast in the lake of fire. We're going to look on the carcass of them that transgress. They're going to be an abhorring to all flesh. That's what the Bible teaches their future is. You see, these shooters, they don't realize when they blow their brains out, they think, now I'm done. No, they're not. First off, they're going to go to hell. But then second of all, they are going to resurrect one of these days only to be cast in the lake of fire. And this resurrection, the Bible says, is one of shame and everlasting contempt. That's not what they're looking for. That's not what, that's not what they're looking for. But look, it says in verse 3, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So we see, that's the thing. I want to have a better resurrection. Well, what I do in this life determines how I resurrect. It determines the after this for me. And you know what? I, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says the way that we have a better resurrection is by being famous, having news stories told about us, having statues built of us, getting our face carved on a mountain. I don't see where that, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. But you know what I do see in the Bible? I do see where those who humble themselves will be exalted. I do see where Jesus Christ, who humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to be like him. We should be willing to humble ourselves. We should be willing to go through this life virtually unnoticed, maybe. By, you know, the things, you know, when I say unnoticed, I'm not saying we're not trying to make a difference and win souls, but I'm saying maybe unnoticed by that which is perceived as important in our world. I'll probably never get, you know, the Congressional Medal of Freedom or, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the one award they always give people who are usually bad, like Nobel Peace Prizes. So I'm like, I'm probably not going to get any of that stuff. In fact, the Bible makes it very clear that if we live like Christ, we're actually probably going to be treated like Christ. We're going to be perceived as evildoers. We're going to be talked bad about. We're going to be hated of all men for His name's sake. In fact, we might even get thrown in prison and some of us, one of these, we might even get put to death. But the Bible says that, you know what, that's okay because we're going to obtain a better resurrection. We might end our life being despised by this world, but you know what, who cares? There's an after this. And this is the mistake these people are making. They don't believe in the after this. But there is. They are going to stand before God for the things that they've done. And you know what? One of these days, this world's going to pass away. You know, when Jesus Christ sets His kingdom up, there's not going to be any John Wilkes Booth statues around during that time. Those things are going to be forgotten. Those things are going to be destroyed. Those things are going to be no more. These people aren't going to be remembered. You, you think Anderson Cooper is going to be reporting the news on CNN during the millennial reign? You think we're going to be seeing Rachel Maddow reporting the news during that time? Absolutely not. Those people will be in hell by then. 
God, they're they're going to be nothing. They will be the abhorring to all flesh. They're respected now. They're praised now. You, you, we look and we just see the way the wicked are constantly exalted and praised in this world. And it's easy for us as Christians, if we're not careful, to get sidetracked by that and think, what's the point? What's the point of even doing the right thing? I think it's Psalm 78, maybe a Psalm of Asaph. He had the same attitude until he went to the house of the Lord and then he considered their end. You know what Asaph started doing? He started thinking about the after this. There is an after this. And when you realize that, then you're going to want to end well. In fact, and you won't mind ending humble. In fact, you'll understand that that's probably the better way to end it all because there's an after this. What did Jesus say? You know, these Pharisees, these people who they love the praise of men, what did Jesus say? They have their reward. They have their reward. These people that are getting all the exalting today, they have their reward. But you and I who are getting nothing for what we do many times, you know what? There's an after this. And if you are doing something for God, He will remember it. And it's not important this world remembers you, but that God remembers you and He is going to remember you. He pays attention to every one of these things. So at the end of the day, the real reason we have these mass shootings is because there's no fear of God. There is no fear of God. There's no thought of an afterlife. They don't care. And so, you know, what, what did man expect to happen when he took God out of the schools? What did he expect to happen when he decided that the Ten Commandments were offensive? You know, that the Bible was offensive. What did we think was going to happen? Maybe if they'd have been used to seeing a thou shalt not kill on the school walls instead of a coexist sign, you know what, maybe we wouldn't have that. You know, the coexist movement's not helping. We're not coexisting very well. It's, it's, it's not working. What if we taught them that they have an immortal soul? But you know what? We, we've taught them after this life, that's it. They're done. And you know what? Mankind, we instinctively have that desire to live forever. That's why we have the transhumanism, you know, transhumanism going on. People trying to figure out technology to wait, made, as a way to make man live forever. It's, it's amazing all the ways that man has come up with to try to obtain eternal life and they don't even realize the way to eternal life is just through faith in Jesus Christ. They want to do it themselves. Why? Because they, they're obsessed with themselves. And you know what we've got to do? If we want to make a difference to help stop the mass shootings, we've got to make sure everybody knows that there's an after this. We've got to make sure. That way people will know it's foolish for me to try to be remembered through doing some horrible thing like that. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to be remembered. Eventually, they'll be remembered for a short time until Jesus comes back. But there's an after that. And so they need to understand that they are going to have a resurrection. Do they want the resurrection of the wise? everlasting life or do they want the resurrection of everlasting shame and everlasting contempt because that's what these people are going to get but you know what they don't know that they don't know that maybe it's because nobody's told them maybe somebody did tell them they just didn't believe it but at the end of the day you know what I don't want the next one to be from the Sterling Rock Falls area so you know what we've got to do we've got to spread the news that there's an after this we've got to let people know that they've got a soul that needs saving. They need to understand that they're going to stand before God one of these days and they're going to give an account. And if they want to be remembered, if they want to live forever, if they want to, if they, 
you know, that they need to realize that there is an after this and it's going to mean heaven or hell based on the decision they make. Are they going to trust in Christ or are they going to reject Him? So that's what we've got to do to make a difference. We've got to spread the word about the after this. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Dear God, I pray you'll help us to uh, learn from this. I pray you'll help us to spread the word so people understand that they do have a, a soul that's going to go on forever and that they will realize that uh, these their thinking is just it's, it's wrong. And Lord, I, I know our world's getting crazy, but I pray we can at least make a difference in this area. And so nothing like that will ever happen around here. And if it does, Lord, I pray that it will be from somebody that we at least warned first. And I pray you'll help us to be effective in that. In your name we pray. Amen.